Hey everybody, welcome back to the New Life Youth Podcast. This is where we're going to stay, be able to stay up to date with everything that's happening here at New Life Youth. You can expect good conversations, hard questions, and even harder answers. Did you miss us? I hope you missed us. I certainly hope so. So, David's going to quickly just jump into something real quick that we were talking about last week, and then we're just going to jump right into the, the nitty-gritty. I know you, you've already seen the title of this episode, so you know it's going to be... It's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. That's for sure. We appreciate you guys joining us, listening to us, um, and continue to stay up to date with everything we're doing on social media. Um, And uh, yeah, we love you guys. Um, Okay, so for those of you that have been listening, uh, we've been uh, going through a book. It's called Chasing Elephants by Brent Crow. Um, and it's just it's talking about our freedom in Christ, who we are now in Christ, and then dealing with some of the things that are, are prevalent in our day and age when it comes to making decisions. We talked about that last time. That's the importance of making sure to to really pray, to read your word, and, and to make a decision um, uh, based on what God would want you to do. A lot of times we just base, do decisions based on what we want to do, but the, what we want to do doesn't always line up with what God wants us to do. Uh, that's a good place to say amen. Um, so anyways, we're going to be talking about uh, one of the, for the elephants today, but before we do that, I wanted to remind you of something kind of we talked about last week, but whenever we make decisions, whether it be on something that's a little controversial, something you might be doing, whether it's to, to drink or to get a tattoo or any one of those things, Whatever you do, whether it's that or any decision you make or how you treat people, um, it should it should be with a focus of love, a desire to honor God, to love him well, and to love other people well. So there's a quote from the book. It says, responsible freedom is prompted and governed by love, and the result is to focus on helping and building others up. Um, so a lot of times it can be easy when we make decisions just to think about me, how this is going to affect me, how it's going to 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 give me something that I want. But when God teaches through his word that responsible freedom, a right way of being a Christian, the decisions that we make should be prompted and governed by love. And he puts a quote in here, Brent does, says, do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as ever you can. So as we get ready to dive into this topic um, today, which is one that's prevalent, as you've seen from our title, as something that's going on, it's taking place a lot, um, we want to make sure that we're diving into this with love and the decisions that we make in regards to approaching people that deal with this or are going through this, we want to do it um, in a loving manner. So saying that, Josh, uh, why don't we go ahead and let's, uh, let's kind of dive into our first elephant here. Absolutely. So I think... I think for for first things first, you know, how we how we kind of talked about uh tattoos in the last in the last episode and we talked about how, you know, the the scripture talking about tattoos was in the was in the Old Testament. It referred to the old law um and it was not covered, you know, t- they're not covered under the new covenant and all those things. I think we should get a good groundwork with our scripture where, you know, in the Old Testament, you ha- you do have the you have where is it Leviticus here Levit- Leviticus 18:22 and Leviticus 20:13. The the old scripture says you shall not lie with a male as with a woman it is an abomination. If a man lies with a male as with a mo- woman, both of them have committed an abomination and they shall surely be put to death. 
Their blood is upon them. That's heavy. Very. Now, we understand that because that is old law, because that is law that only applies to the Jewish people, those, those specific scriptures do not apply to us today. But then, pause, we have to remember, the New Testament does talk about homosexuality. Mm-hmm. It absolutely does. In Romans... I'm finding it. Romans 1, 18 through 32. Um, it's a little long. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness support the, suppress the truth for what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely the internal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world. In the things that have been made so they are without excuse for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened, claiming to be wise. They became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. goes on. It's a quite a long section. And here... For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions, for the women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature, and the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves due penalty for their error. So at least now we have a scriptural basis to go off of. you know, we're talking about gray areas of life. We're talking about the big um, elephants in the room. We don't, what we don't want to do is uh, make, make someone think that because of we're talking about homosexuality that we are saying that homosexuality is a great issue with God, that the act of homosexuality mm-hmm. is something that we could say, oh, well, maybe that kind of thing. Yeah. So I just wanted to get that out there first so that then we can kind of dive into our discussion about you know, what we truly believe about it, how the church is treating it, and how you should behave, you know, or how you should at least reconsider how you behave moving forward. Yeah, no, I'm glad that you did that. I think it's important that we, right from the start, establish what, what Scripture says, and we're going to go back to that in just a little bit. Um, but obviously, Josh, you know this, and, and we've seen even just the past couple of years and, and until today um, uh, that uh, homosexuality um, is it's in that entire movement it's all very prevalent. It's something mm-hmm. that's taking place. It's something that that uh, we now see more in the workplaces. We now see more community. Um, it's it's we see it on TV now. It's in shows and um, and so a lot of times it, it it well actually what the world watches for now is the church's response. How are how are Christians going to respond? How are people going to respond? Um, and so Brett starts off. It's it's cool. He starts off with kind of a challenge um, that if to the church could someone um in our community of believers whether a local church or a small group um could someone that's dealing with that get up and confess homosexual inclinations without the risk of what can only be described as unspoken excommunication and then he goes on to say how he's been guilty of making jokes about gay people um and uh even kind of having what he describes as a bumper sticker theology and slogans that we've heard in the church and we'll touch on later on um, um, that he believes now looking back have misrepresented Christ and misunderstood himself what it means to be salt 
and light. So in saying all of this, one of the great tasks of the church today, one of our great tasks as Christians is how to respond with a Christ-like love and in a Christ-like manner to those that are struggling with homosexual lifestyle. That's, mm-hmm. I think, one of the big things that we face today, um, whether you have someone that's homosexual or lesbian at your at your job and um, that how to respond to them. Maybe there's some family member that you have, a brother or sister or an uncle, um, a close friend of yours. How do we how do we properly respond? Because Josh, I feel like the fear is that if we, it, it, well, actually, I feel like the tendency is not to respond in love, but in, in this way of, I, I got to immediately tell you that what you're doing is wrong right. and disgusting. And if I do anything otherwise, if I'm too kind to you, if I'm too loving to you, uh, I feel like people fear that that person is going to misunderstand and they're going to think that we've now put this check mark on them. Like, yes, I approve of your lifestyle and I approve of this. And so for some reason, I feel like we don't want to because we feel it's so vile and and that people would say like, I feel like it's vile, it's disgusting, and and it's an abomination. As we we read in the scripture, um, I don't want anybody to think it's okay. Mm -hmm. But I believe God in the scripture is trying to help us respond in a manner that he would. Like if Jesus was here, how would would he respond um, to to that? Um, Because reality is that we cannot choose who to show Christ's love to. Like we can't just, like I'm going to show love to someone who's a thief. I'm going to show love to someone who's a liar, um, but to someone who's a homosexual, not sure if I'm going to show them love. We don't get to choose that. Right. Christ calls us to love to love every single person. Um, and so I guess the, the big question is, well, then how do we respond, Josh? How can we get to a place um, where we realize, uh, where we realize Christ wants us to act in a manner that best represents him. And so one of the thoughts that comes to mind, and I know you you want to kind of go uh, expand on this a little bit more, um, but uh, Brent gives this challenging question. He said, what if the desire to engage in homosexuality can't be helped? What if someone is simply attracted to others of the same sex and doesn't know how or why this attraction exists? Right. Okay. So like, what are what's your thinking on that? When it comes to dealing with the homosexual person, I don't think in the thinking, in the mind of a Christian as they go to approach that person, I don't think that question comes to mind. I think a lot of times it's different, but what, what are your thoughts kind All of right, on so that? All right, so I've had it um, kind of thought out this way. Do you believe that someone is born a murderer? Hmm. Like, do you, do you honestly, like, do you believe that someone, a baby can be born and they have a genetic... There's something in their DNA that has already predetermined they're a serial killer. Mm-hmm. I don't. Do you do you think that someone um, you know is born and it's automatically determined that they're going to be you know an alcoholic? No, but caveat: we do know that alcoholism in the parents makes for a significant chance of alcoholism in the children. You sure. just have a greater chance. Sure. So what I believe is that it is, a, it is very much it is very much a product of um, your, your upbringing. How you, where, where were you raised? Who were you raised by? Did you have a father figure in the home? Were you raised, you know, if, you know for, for guys, were you completely raised by your mother your entire life, did you not have a strong male figure in your life whatsoever to pour into you? Mm-hmm. It's I, I believe it's very, very much a, a product of your upbringing. 
And then to to go far to go further, when we're talking about you know if you're if you're listening and you 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 know you have these you have homosexual inclinations or you're just you you've already accepted that you're gay. I fully believe that you, if you are a man and you are attracted to other men and you're also trying to walk the life of a Christian so you believe, you know, you know, you know, this is wrong. You know what you're feeling is wrong. And that's a hard thing to hear. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't, because, you know, we don't like to have our feelings attacked because it's our most, it's the closest thing we have. You know, it's, uh, that's us. Sure. Um, but if you are if you are having these inclinations and you you know you are a man you have same sex um, inclinations, but you are never acting on them, you know that it's wrong. So you do everything in your power. You pray every day and you stay away from things that would lead you towards that lifestyle. Then I be- I do believe that you can live a productive Christian lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I. I I will say I do believe that you can be a Christian and be quote unquote gay, mm-hmm. but you have to, we have do have to put that in parentheses. You that does not mean that you are you know you are a Christian and you also have gay pride stickers on the back of your car and you're going to the the gay pride marches in Washington or you're going to you know meetups. And different rallies and things like that, because now, now we're talking about you embracing a lifestyle that you are admitting is wrong. Mm-hmm. If you are, if you can, if you can admit that the Bible says this is wrong, and you are admitting that it's wrong, but then you're now embracing this lifestyle, even if you're never partaking in it, it's still wrong. It's just the same as if you have a person who is, if you have a, if you, if, so let's say I'm a man, you know, I'm attracted to women. I'm married. I'm married a woman. I like women. I'm attracted to women. Now let's say I had a let's say I had a, a porn addiction and then I got freed from that. But I go and work at a porn company as an accountant. So I have nothing to do with their I have nothing to do with making these porn videos. I have nothing to do with I don't have any involvement with any of the women that are there. Never. I'm working in a cubicle typing in numbers Mm -hmm. that's it perfectly clean nothing wrong with what i'm doing right no because i'm now supporting the very thing that i know is wrong right so you you have to apply that same you have to apply that same thinking to what we're talking about here if you have the same sex inclinations you need to understand that it's normal it is normal i'm going to tell you it is normal because it's not something that we can control. I didn't just decide to like women. Did, I mean, David, did you decide? Did one day where you just like, you know what? I'm going to like girls. Yeah. No, that doesn't, that doesn't happen. So if, you are, if you're feeling this, I want you to know it is a normal feeling. You just have to understand that the, those feelings, you are, it's your sin nature. You're going to have to fight it. And that's difficult, man. I, so to... 
two things, I, I guess, that we're trying to say to you. Um, number one, whether this is something that you deal with or um, whether you are surrounded by someone or you encounter someone that deals with this, um, I, I think on both parts we can be considerate to know or to think to ourselves, like not immediately, like it could be easy just to look at someone that deals with that or even at yourself and, and wonder why and, and get down on yourself for it or, or, or even for, I, I'm speaking more about Christians dealing with those that, deal with homosexual tendencies, um, to look at them and, and be enraged and think, ah, you're just giving into it, you're just wanting to do it, yada, yada, to, to assume. Um, I think as Christians, we could do better in the fact of, of taking a moment to consider them and to, first of all, realize they're a human person and that they have a background, they have a story, um, and you don't know what they've been through. Mm-hmm. You don't know what led them to that point. And it's not your job to figure that out, but your job is that now how you encounter this person and deal with that person your job is to act in love your job is to literally be a picture of jesus to that person so it's not just automatically assuming man this person's just given into this and there's no hope for them but understand they've got a story they've got somewhere they've come from and that god too as much as he loves you he loves them and then if you deal with these tendencies um the bible does not condemn homosexual inclination or orientation and that, that's what joshua is trying to say he says that can condemn those things but the scriptures clearly condemn or the bible clearly condemns homosexual activity or behavior so it's giving into the inclinations for example if i have inclinations to steal the bible does not condemn that if i give in to stealing the bible does condemn that if i have inclinations to commit adultery the bible doesn't condemn that but it condemns certainly committing adultery. Exactly. So it's giving into those certain things. It's giving into that certain behavior. A lot of times we want to paint it out that homosexuality is just the biggest sin of all. It's greater than all of them. And again, I want to speak. I want to speak in a manner that's sensitive to every person that might be listening, dealing with this, because I know that this is something you're facing on a daily basis. And we're going to talk about what the Bible says in regards to it, just like it says in regards to other things. Um, but um, the Bible doesn't doesn't condemn the the, the inclination towards it, but the, rather the giving into it. Um, so I, I feel like that's a good place for us. So we kind of touched on it earlier. But Josh, you mentioned let's it's if we're going to continue to approach this first, I think we need to consider the person when we approach someone that deals with this. Let's consider them. Let's consider the fact that they they're human just like us. And a lot of times we're amazed by that. I've had conversations with people that are like, yeah, there's someone that's gay at my job, and man, they're so nice. Like, okay, just because they might have homosexual inclinations. It doesn't mean they're not nice. They're, that like, they're not nice, that they're not going to have normal human tendencies. Like, they're not an alien. They're, they're people. They are people. So it's realizing and recognizing the fact, like, wow, th- yes, they are people, and they're just dealing with something different from you. And just because it's different from you doesn't mean that you have to segregate them or put them off to the side. Um, in fact, we see in Scripture that Jesus didn't do that, that those that were segregated, um, whether they were lepers, um, we had one a woman that was brought, and, and she was brought before Jesus, and she had committed adultery. Like He did not cast those people aside, but but he loved them well, and, and it's just us figuring out how it's to like, do that. You know, the, the health, like he said, the healthy don't need doctors, the sick do. Right. Why, why, are, you, why, are, you, why are you surrounding yourself with healthy people? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's good. That's good. It's a challenge to us. So first, we, I, I think, so we've looked at, we've got to consider the fact that they're, they're still a human person. They are, just like you're a human person. You have your tendencies. You're human. Um, but we saw what the Bible says, and we saw in Leviticus, it says it in the Old Testament and the New Testament. We saw what Leviticus says, that it's considered an abomination. Well, what does that actually mean? And so abomination is really simply something that dishonors God's holiness. 
when God talks about that it is abomination in Scripture, um, whatever it might be, whether it's homosexuality or any of the other sins, it is something that dishonors God's holiness. So first of all, when we talk about this matter, we consider that the person is human. But also when we when we think about this subject of homosexuality and what Scripture says, yes, it's considered something that dishonors God's holiness. But even as we talk about this, Brent does an excellent job of referring to it in the book. Um, he says this, as I write these words, my heart is heavy. I need to pause and declare that having a biblical worldview isn't always easy. And the vast majority of the time has a very countercultural feel. To those who would say a strong amen, detestable to the above truths concerning homosexuality, I'm afraid you're already missing the point. Truth need not, truth need not always be communicated through a megaphone on the mountaintop, but sometimes through tears in the valley. So this topic, and any topic of sin really, is one of those things that should we should approach um, with with a heart that's heavy, saying, you know what, God, this is this is something that, yeah, dishonors your holiness, and it's not something that I necessarily need to get on with a megaphone and say, hey, you're sinning. If you're yeah. homosexual, you're going to hell. Get out of those tendencies. Um, and uh, really approach with, I, I, a lot of times I feel like the Christians approach it with like this angry type feel, like mm-hmm. I'm angry at you that you're in this, and I'm angry at you that you're the way that you are. You're vile. And you're disgusting. And I don't think that honors God. I think I think we should approach this topic in a way of like, man, these this is this is heavy and this is something that this person is dealing with. And if we really consider this, okay, so on that list, so uh, Old Testament would say that homosexuality is a crime punishable by death. Right. Yes, it was on that list. Yes. But Josh, if we consider the full list of other things that were punishable Well, then everybody's death, just got to die. <laughs> everybody's got to die. Some of the things listed here, cursing a parent, breaking the Sabbath, blaspheming God, engaging in occult practices, prophesying falsely, adultery, rape, sex before marriage, incest, bestiality, kidnapping, idolatry, false witness in a case, and the list goes on and on. So this is just this is just part of the list. So I think it's sobering for us. First, we realize this is a heavy topic. But second of all, we realize that in even in Old Testament, it wasn't the only thing that was punishable by death. There were other things. And a lot of those other things are still done Today, so it should put in perspective for you that, man, just like you've been saved by grace by from something that should have brought about your death, there is saving grace for that person that is dealing with mm-hmm. that, that is dealing with homosexuality, that is dealing with those inclinations. They're saving grace for them. Just like you needed saving, they need saving as well, and I think it puts I, it in perspective. I like I like what you, you know, you— you you said it in the past, and you probably didn't even realize it yourself. You you know says this is a heavy topic. Mm-hmm. Homosexuality is a very heavy heavy topic within the church. It shouldn't be. It this homosexuality should not be this big thing that we all worry about within the church. Mm-hmm. It is no different than any other sin. You know people people taking people taking God's name in vain. You know uh, that like it's. A commandment it's literally a commandment and it's just kind of like eh. yeah you know i i i mean I, re- I i remember going to camp as a kid and hearing you know a bunch of kids every single time i see them be like oh oh my gosh you you, you said you said that you can't say that yeah They're like oh it's 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 fine i'm like no it's not it's not, it's not fine <laughs> it's not okay but it that's what i'm saying you know we, it is a heavy this is a heavy subject but we as Christians, we need to we need to work to the place where it is no longer a heavy subject. It's just this is 
it's just any, like anything else. It's mm-hmm. literally like anything else. Yeah, and I don't think we think that. I mean, Josh, I think even for some Christians, and again, this is again, this is for those of us as Christians approaching those that deal with this. Um, and and a lot of times, it's almost like we want to treat them like they have a disease. Like I remember, um, I. Uh, Years ago, there was someone in my job that that was dealing with homosexual inclinations. They were actually in that lifestyle, and um, and so I I just you know I had the idea. I'm like I I've told you this before. I was like I want to have them over for dinner. I want to invite them. And I told a fellow Christian that I was thinking that like what you can't bring that person in your house. How are you gonna what you're gonna bring that person in your house? I'm like we. Well, yes, I'm, they're just a person. They're, they're a person, and they have feelings and emotions. And Scripture tells it if 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 someone doesn't tell them, if someone doesn't love them, who who's gonna do it? Right? Who's gonna do it? Who's gonna care for them? And so God is really placing a calling on all of us. This is an opportunity just to furthermore show His His love and His grace and His mercy to literally be a picture of Jesus to, to people. So I want our shifting on this to think, like you said, it's not it's not one of those things that we should be like, oh, it's this big, heavy thing. Like, like man, I, every sin really is, is a heavy thing, and we should approach in this way of like, God, yeah, it dishonors you, but I believe that there's grace for them. It's not his will that any should perish. Any, any should perish. And so a lot of times I think, I think this should even cause us to think about this fact. It's, it's easy. Do you remember, uh, you may remember from scripture reading, and I know, Josh, you, you remember from reading it too, but Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. And it could be easy to read that chapter in the Bible where, you know, it was, it was just consumed by fire. God came down, they all died, right? It could be easy to read that and think, well, they got, those people got what they deserved. Right. They got what they had coming to them. And, and uh, so if we were to put that in our day and age, if a prominent homosexual that maybe we're familiar with that we've seen in news um, were uh, whether they're in Hollywood sports politics or any of that type of stuff if they were if they were um, diagnosed with terminal cancer what would be our reaction in that moment where we hear the news what would we feel what would be our attitude would we somehow feel proud about being a Christian because someone who isn't is now dying or would your would our attitude possibly be if you play with fire going to get burned but like what would be what would be our reaction and a lot of times Josh you know what I'll even use this example in saying that remember um when the um I think it was like a gay club in Orlando mm-hmm. it was in Orlando yeah um and uh someone went in and they shot up the place um and there were pastors People online just saying, "Man, I'm I'm glad that happened and that needed to happen." That's Almost like terrible. a like a cleansing. That's not right. No, that mentality is wrong, and it is it's displeasing to God. It's not it's not a way to it, it's it's heartbreaking, honestly, to see that stuff because they're people. They if you have are feeling. if you are if, if you are taking I say taking pleasure that might not be the right word, but if you are if if that's something that you can you can find yourself being okay with you need to seriously reevaluate your faith yeah because whatever faith you believe in is not the same faith i believe in yeah yeah and i don't believe it's what jesus demonstrated and what he showed i i don't believe in that um and so in our approaches to these type of things i i really think we need to consider that they're a person i really think we need to consider this fact that the same grace that's been applied to you God wants to apply to them, that there's rescue, that there's mercy for them. I think sometimes for people, they feel like it would be impossible for a homosexual to come to to know Christ or Mm -hmm. someone that has these tendencies, and it's not. Man, God is a God that works in every situation in the same way he can bring someone about that struggles in a different area. 
you can bring bring about any other person. And so it's important for us to be careful of how we are communicating, how we are communicating truth, how we are communicating Jesus to these people. What are you doing to be love and kindness and really a picture of Jesus to these people? Um, and it's not, again, I, I want to go back to this. It's not that, that bumper sticker argument type stuff. You know what I'm saying? Where I, I've seen those bumper stickers like uh, God didn't create Adam and Steve. He created Adam and Eve. And to me, that, that's an insensitive insensitive way of approaching this topic or mm-hmm. any topic really getting out on tv some people are anxious to get a microphone and say man homosexuality is so bad it's so disgusting it's so this it's so that and i think it becomes sobering for them when finally there's someone in their personal circle that's facing it and dealing with it and then it's different we have to be sensitive to the fact that there are people that deal with this is this very real to them something that they're going through and they're facing and and we want to honor god and and how we how we approach it. I, I think I think something that really puts really put this into perspective for a lot of people, um, and how we treat and how the church and Christians treat homosexuality. If you a, f- a few years ago the gay rights movement when um, the Supreme Court decided that um, they have the they have the right to get married, people were very upset. Christians left and right were protesting in the streets. Um, you know, going to the voting booths, they were, you know, they were trying their very, very best to not, not let this pass. Let me, let me, let me put this forward for you. Let's say that suddenly the Jews in this country, you know, suddenly became a majority and they, they had the, they had the ability in and of themselves to, to write a law. And they said, well, we can't have bacon so you can't have bacon. Hmm. So we're going to pass a law that says no one in this country is allowed to eat pork. Well, <laughs> I'm going to say I don't agree with that <laughs> because I like bacon. Love but they bacon. say, oh, well, you can't. It's against my religion. It's a sin. It's, ter- you know, it's detestable. It's horrible. You, know, you shouldn't, e- shouldn't even be thinking about it. The fact that you even think about eating bacon is terrible. Do you do you really do you do you really want a do you really want something that's going to affect you know how you live your day to day life? This is this is big. I as a Christian, and maybe the, you don't feel this way, but I as a Christian, I feel personally I am not responsible for I I I'm not personally responsible for how a non Christian decides to live their life. If they are a non Christian, they're already living in sin. Mm-hmm. So which sin they're living in does not matter to God. They're just living in sin. Mm-hmm. So it shouldn't matter to me which sin they're living in. Which means I I shouldn't try to make a law that says they can't do something mm-hmm. that isn't hurting someone. If they're not hurting anyone, if they're not actively you know, causing physical pain to someone else, then do I really have a right to tell them, well, you can't do this? Hmm. Hmm. And that's a hard, like I, I mentioned, you mentioned that earlier. That's a hard thing. That's a hard thing to swallow. That's a hard pill to swallow because it's like, what, what do we do in that case? And, and again, this is, as Josh shares his, his thinking and his, his opinion, it's just, it's to get you thinking. Mm-hmm. It's to get you looking at different situations, not just to have the same um, view and approach that every other Christian has seemed to have had when it comes in regards to this. I mean, even in this book, it's pointed out um, that um, 
Uh, there was a quote from a book, Kinnaman went on to articulate that more than 90% of those interviewed outside the Christian faith said that anti-homosexual accurately describes present-day Christianity. And so when people think about the church, they, they just think about the church as just anti-this and anti-that. And I get it. I, I get that we need to stand. I get that we need to make sure that, that we honor Christ and, and that we're light. And But I, I think that we need to ask God what is the best way to do that because I feel like sometimes we just we just think we have the best ways and we, we go to our own thinking in it and we don't ask God for how to demonstrate that. Um, and so... Let's let's together ask God how to approach this. Maybe it does look like you inviting the those that have those inclinations to dinner over to your house. Maybe it means going out with them, hanging out with them, um, just showing them love, showing them Jesus, asking God to by the power of His Holy Spirit to give you the words to say, the right way to approach the topic, um, and to show that you genuinely care about them, and that you love each individual, um, and not to be so so. I don't know the word, but like to be so mean in your approach when it comes to treating people that, that deal with this and that struggle with this. Um, so that's our heart. And again, it's not that we have these steps for you to say, hey, if you use this five-step plan, you'll be able to approach those with homosexuality yeah. better. It's not one of those things. Our challenge really to you today is to say, God, where's my heart at? And am I honoring you in my treatment of people, any people, any person that deals with any sin? Have I been honoring to you? Have I come across as arrogant? Have I come across as critical? Or have I come across as Jesus? Have I shown Jesus to people? That's our challenge to you today, that you would consider the fact that those that deal with this, they're humans, they're people, they have feelings, they have emotions, just like you and I. And and God wants us to love them just like he wants us to love other people. Anything else you want to say, Josh? I think the a, a real a real good thing that can kind of put you in this mindset um you know when God when God created Adam and Eve and he created the garden of Eden he didn't have to put the tree of knowledge mm. in the garden it's not something he had to do but he did he gave he gave he gave Adam and Eve the freedom to you know, make the decision if they were going to live by him or not. And I think a, a big thing that in our mindset is we have to stop. We have to stop thinking that this is this is something that is so detestable, and you know we shouldn't let these people enter our church, and we shouldn't let these people enter our homes. And you know, God forbid, if I find out my child one day is is gay, I'm going to kick them out of my house. No, that's you. Ha- we have to get away from that mindset, and then you have to start. You really have. You need to really start looking at. You know, I need to understand that this is literally just like any other sin. Yeah, like it telling white lies is no different. No, it's wrong. I mean, if you're so afraid, like we're out, I'm afraid that that one Christian that told me, yeah, well, you're gonna have them in your house. Well, like. Like, think about the people you've had in your house. If you really think about it, you don't know everybody's struggle. So odds are you've had liars and thieves, adulterers, adulterers people that deal with pornography addictions. They've all sat at your table. Mm-hmm. And I, man, Jesus ate with those that were sinners. Jesus ate with those that in society in that time were considered disgusting. The health, like, you know, like I told you before, the healthy don't need doctors, the sick do. Yeah. And you know why he said that, Josh? Because in reality, we're... It sounds weird, but we're all sick. There are there, till you come to know Christ and have a relationship with Him, you're not healthy. 
So what he's really saying is that we all need him. Mm -hmm. We all need him. Um, But we love you. We care about you guys. Um, And uh, we pray for you on a daily basis that as you encounter people, no matter what their struggle is, that you would love God and you would love them like God. Um, And so we're praying for you today. We love you. Hope you have an awesome, awesome week. Thanks.